This is Exposure on Impact 89FM. WDBL East Lansing. The show that lets you know about everything that goes on at the MSU campus that you otherwise might not know about. Tune in every Sunday at 9 a.m. We're your hosts, Megan Samp and Tessa Gresh. Welcome to Exposure. Hello, hello, and welcome to Exposure. You are listening to Season 14. I'm your host, Tessa Kresh. Today, I'm speaking with a few members of Kesem at Michigan State University. Camp Kesem is a nationwide nonprofit organization that provides a week of summer camp and year-round support for children impacted by a parent's cancer. This camp provides kids the opportunity to process, connect, heal, and thrive. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's yeah, an honor and a pleasure. You. Thank really you. Is. Before we get into it, could you guys introduce yourselves for me? My name is Sam Mardigan, um, also known as Freckles uh, through Kesem. I'm a senior at Michigan State University, supply chain major, and I'm, again, very excited to be here. My name is Nicole Parker, also known as Horsey in the Kesem world, and I'm a senior at Michigan State studying marketing. I am Nadia Gonzalez, or Jalapeno in Kesem. I am, um, unfortunately, like the only grad student Kesem probably has, studying human resources and labor relations. You guys are mentioning some nicknames. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so a big thing about the nicknames is when these kids come to our camp, they're allowed to pick a camp name because the whole point is that they are supposed to escape from the reality, be who they want to be at camp, be able to be a kid. And that same rule applies for us. We're allowed to be who we want to be. So I chose Jalapeno because I have a spicy personality. And at camp, Jalapeno is always wearing yellow bucket hats and Hawaiian shirts. And, you know, I don't have to be a 24-year-old grad student when I'm at camp. Yeah, so I was actually a camper through MSU's chapter. Um, So I started when I was six years old, and horses were my favorite animal at the time. I have to say, probably still are. Every time I see a horse, I just absolutely freak out. Uh, When I was six, I chose Horsey as my nickname, and it's just stuck ever since. You've committed to it since you were six. Yeah. That's major. I feel like when I came to college, I was like, maybe I should change it, but I think it just would have been too much of an identity change. Absolutely. That is so wholesome. I picked Freckles uh, for nowhere near as a fun reason as uh, anybody else uh, for their names. I, when I was like four years old, got really bored on a flight to Florida and counted all of the freckles on my left arm. Um, 4,782 freckles on the left arm. Uh, People were asking at my first meeting, like, what's a funny, stupid story, like kind of thing. And that's what I came up with. Freckles was born. Could you just tell me a little bit about your role within the organization? Yeah. So um, I've been in Kesem for, gosh, I don't even know, like five years now. I used to be a treasurer at Grand Valley before I then came here. I was treasurer again. And now currently I'm the volunteer coordinator, which is in charge of um, recruiting new members and also like planning fun social events for members, basically the face of Kesem member meetings. Yeah, um, so I'm one of the co-directors for the club, and basically there's two director spots, um, and it's kind of similar to like what a president would do in a club, so we really just oversee like our coordinator board or an e-board for another club, like what they would call that. Um, And a lot of it is recruiting health and wellness team members as well as um, like advisory board members, so kind of managing those three groups to be able to put on our weeks of camp. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I've held two positions on the coordinator board this year. I'm the treasurer, um, meaning that I'm all in Excel sheets, making sure everything is organized. 
uh, from a financial perspective for the club. And then I was a development coordinator the year before, uh, meaning that I was in job or I was in charge of fundraising for the club um, and making sure all of that was taken care of for our kids. I'm curious if you guys could give me a little bit of an overview of what Camp Kesem is and what its mission is. Kesem is a national nonprofit, like you talked about, um, with the goal of providing through and beyond support to children whose parents or caregivers have been affected by cancer. With that kind of in mind, uh, our goal is to help this, what we believe is a really underserved population group of children who have to deal with very adult issues. Um, cancer is something that's extremely difficult um, on a child's mental health, and we work really hard to try to provide an opportunity for those kids to be able to be kids again. Um, again, our main flagship uh, with that is our summer camps in which we counsel at all uh, throughout the year. We raise money together and then go and put on those summer camps in which there's games and campfires and camp songs and activities and color wars and all these really fun activities just for these kids again to be able to like kind of step away from that role that they might have had to take on because um, of whatever's going on with their family and and cancer um, and just to be able to be themselves to have fun and then also we do provide a, a short window on one of the days where the kids can kind of come together we call it empowerment and talk about their their experiences with cancer you know kind of thing um, give them an opportunity to share uh, in front of people that may have gone through very similar experiences as them this camp is at no cost to the children or their families it is completely fundraised put on by us um, and then also throughout the year we do friends and family days because you know they're together in the summer with their custom families and of course they're gonna miss this community when they separate for the school year and so friends and family days we have one each semester we bring them here to campus or I think last spring we did it at the East Lansing Community Center and it's just a place for them to once again play camp games um, eat some eat some snacks decorate some cookies big thing is friendship bracelets even though I've been here five years I do not know how to make a friendship bracelet yet yep he's got one it says freckles on it yep as you would the, the kids, not be surprised the kids see. eat yeah. those up it's crazy they love friendship bracelets uh, and we also like send out birthday cards um, if we get notification that a family is going through tough times regarding the cancer or if um, their parents cancer it has gone away good or bad news we send a little care package I know this year a big thing is providing more year-round support so a lot of times Camp Kesem is known as like the main thing that we do the the main week of you know camp that kids can go and have a really fun time but this year we're trying to do a little bit more so they know that we're here year-round for them and it's not just like oh it's summertime you finally can have Kesem again it's like oh, you know, in May you have this random thing and we can send you a birthday card or something simple. So that's definitely a very big thing we're focusing on this year. And I think it's working really well so far. Definitely. One kind of benefit that comes with supporting the children is the parents can kind of find a community of other parents that are going through very similar things and having their families go through very similar things. Pretty much all of them are connected on Facebook. Um, I know a ton of parents from families that connect like outside of Kesem just to like be with each other and support each other, kind of creating their own support network through Kesem. Absolutely. Throughout the semester, what are you guys doing? What does a week look like as being a part of the Kesem organization? 
Well, any given week. Uh, it definitely depends on the semester. So we also have like big fundraising days each semester. So Giving Tuesday, the nationwide day of giving was just a couple days ago. I post a bunch of memes on Instagram. I hope everybody enjoys if they saw that. <laughs> I certainly do. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Freckles, for your support. So Giving Tuesday, big, gigantic fundraising day. Uh, the majority of this, th- this semester so far, after Hayride, we do Hayride. Because uh, we like to be a social organization as well and keep those who are not on the cord board involved, just as, as heavily involved as we are. Um, so we have weekly meetings every week for cord, but then we also try to get Kessa members a weekly meeting most of the times, if not bi-weekly, just to re-engage them. And a lot of times at those meetings, we'll be signing birthday cards or we'll do like a karaoke thing because now we're in Wilson 102 on Wednesdays and they left a microphone there and that's their fault. We have like committees too that Kessa members can be involved in and it all just depends on what's happening. So when they're planning like a friends and family day, uh, there's a committee for that that can help provide insight like if they have ideas for camp games or things like that uh, there's sometimes a giving tuesday committee where they help plan uh the entire day for giving tuesday because we try to be active and like go to places we have a headquarters for giving tuesday like we try to make it a whole big event so there's a committee for that and that's just a way that like if you're not on our cord board you can still be like very heavily involved and then in the spring there's make the magic which is our fundraising gala and that's kind of the middle of the semester point for us as well and with that there also comes a committee because like it's like we go to like the marriott and it's like we dress up in our little blazers and dresses or whatever people wear these ultra days. cute yeah, yeah ultra, ultra cute, cute. For sure. since we want to grow kesum and we want um as many people going through such a hard and horrible situation as like dealing with cancer and and how that affects a family um we want everybody to know that Kesem is a community that will support them. Um, so we do have uh, positions on our e-board just dedicated to outreach, um, just reaching out into the community, partnering with businesses, partnering with different organizations around the Lansing and East Lansing area, but even greater than that and all throughout Michigan. And of course, if they'll take us, the United States. And just trying to get that influence, um, trying to make sure that people understand that this is a resource that we are more than happy to provide um, so that they feel welcomed into the community as best as possible. I'm curious how you guys got involved with Kesem. Well, uh, well, I was at Grand Valley at the time, and it was, I think, like the second year of their chapter, and my roommate was a part of it. And so everybody was at my apartment calling each other these weird names, and I was already comfortable with all of them. So the following year, um, because their chapter was small, like they didn't have a big general body. That's what it was called at the time, but they didn't have a big Kesem member build up, um, especially because of COVID. Uh, we couldn't do like uh, Grand Valley's participation type thing is called Campus Life Night. And of course, with COVID, that was postponed for a couple of years. So they're always struggling to get more members. And so my roommate's like, hey, please join Kesem. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then she gave me the whole elevator pitch that you heard from Freckles earlier. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm already comfortable with these people. I guess I'll join. And then they're like, OK, well, we have nobody for cord board. Will you be treasurer? And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And she's like, you're just managing the budget. I said, OK, I like numbers, I guess. And so I interviewed, and in my interview is when I was like, I guess I'll be called Jalapeno, and I, I've just been Jalapeno in Kesem ever since. Mm. <laughs> well, like I mentioned when I was telling my name story, I started out in Kesem when I was six, so my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was, I think, around four years old. Um, luckily, she only had stage one. She caught it super early, and it was like a very fast recovery, um, but our aunt, so her sister, actually found like a brochure online sent it to my mom, was like, you should send this to, or you should send, you know, Nicole and my brother Jared to this camp. It it seems super fun. And actually, really funny story. The first year that I went, 
I was super homesick. I like cried apparently every day how I didn't want to be there and I want I miss my mom. But then when I when she got there, I was like, I don't want to leave. I just want to come back. So went back every year. Definitely got better the more I was in it. So uh, for me, I uh, came onto campus uh, with almost no friends. I was trying to get away from like my high school group of friends <laughs> um, and uh, just walked by the booth for Kesem at Sparticipation. Thought it sounded pretty cool. All these people like are kind of like advertising for it different than a lot of the other clubs. And it seemed really fun. Um, and for the first three months, I sat in the back of every meeting and said nothing. I was a computer science major at the time. So like most of my life was, you know, sitting in my dorm room and typing away on the keys and not going outside. And so that all kind of changed uh, going to Kesem and just trying to push myself to be a little bit more social and to interact with the people there. Uh, turns out the instant that I reached out to one person, a whole bunch of people came and kind of uh, surrounded me and, and made me feel really welcome here uh, at Michigan State. Thought it was really cool. Joined a committee sort of uh, called council, which is just kind of like a stepping board into the coordinator board was able to like do a couple projects uh getting some government contacts like just uh kind of on spreadsheets and stuff like that just so we know who who we're reaching out to for support uh trying to get into local hospitals into areas and stuff like that that it was like really fun work and a really cool cause so kept moving forward with it and now uh lifelong friends um, and something i'm really proud to be a part of so that's awesome i want to talk a little bit more about the camp experience what would you say that Kesem looks like for a kid who is attending? So there's a phrase that a lot of people in Kesem normally say, and Kesem itself is a Hebrew word. It means magic. And a lot of times people say that you can't really see the magic until you actually attend camp. And so for kids especially, it's a place where you can have a community and feel really involved and just loved by everyone there. So that's definitely one part of it like kind of the more emotional aspect of camp, um, kind of more like physically. It's like the same exact thing as a regular summer camp. You wake up at like 7 a.m., you go eat breakfast, you go do rock wall, archery, all of the fun different activities. One main thing that we do at Camp Kesem specifically is one day out of the week for our chapter, it's on Wednesdays, we do a full two-hour session called Empowerment where you really get to talk about the reason why you're at Kesem, so why you're there, Normally, people will share their stories about their parents' cancer or other things. Sometimes it's maybe a little lighter and you're like, I Kesem because I love everyone here and they're my best friends. Um, but it's a really great experience where you get to kind of grow, especially as a camper, and just learn more about yourself, learn more about others, and be more comfortable with your own situation. And maybe even going home from Kesem, you feel a little more brave and encouraged and powerful so i uh got the absolute honor to help lead empowerment this last year at one of our camp sessions and it is incredible like what a, an 11 year old is holding inside and you know what they're dealing with at home and the emotions that they're feeling that is it's such a beautiful time to just let everyone at their own pace and at their own speed express themselves and then right afterwards we have like a carnival is what we call it where everyone's painting each other's nails and people are in costumes and playing soccer and like just being able to kind of jump right back into that classic summer camp knowing that the people around them have gone through stuff that's very similar to them and they're not alone and just like horsey wonderfully stated like they they can kind of use that to to move forward in life to try to be braver and, and courageous 
and to feel that strength of a community and a family that just adores them and loves them behind them. So another fun thing we do, which they both forgot, is called messy games. Mm. Um, it's it's essentially a big color war. Um, some chapters, if you see their pictures online, they use like shaving cream and stuff, which is why it's called messy games, and some people call it color games. Um, but it's like we we get like in kind donations or we fundraise and we buy like gallons of paint, just absolute like. I want to say like 20 plus gallons of paint. Mm. It's just an all out, like it starts off as like a field day type simulation where we have like an army crawl on a tarp through paint. We play twister and paint. We'd have like the sponge, like duck, duck, goose squeeze thing with, with paint. And then like right at the end with whatever paint is left is just a free for all. And kids absolutely love that. And it's disgusting to shower after, <laughs> but, and especially if you're a counselor, because you go last. The kids, of course, get to go first. And then the paint is like hardening on your skin, creating yeah. like a sort of shell. And you're like, is this like a face mask moment or yeah. is this dangerous? <laughs> or am for I my going body? to pull all of my arm and leg hair off yeah. when in the shower? Yeah. Like, you know, am I going to clean like, pop out with a bunch of acne? Yeah. And, like, you know, what's going to happen to me after all this orange paint is melted off my body? Mm. Um, a little but, mystery. A <laughs> little yeah. mystery. But we do get to have all of that fun. And then even like for counselors, it's honestly like I'm not a crier. I don't cry. I, I will talk about my life story all the time. It doesn't really bother me. But for some reason, empowerment, like it makes it gets me. And I'm like, you know, like huffing and puffing, hyperventilating. You know, you can't hear me because like I got snot running down my face. Mm. And, then, yep. and then meanwhile, like a 14 year old next to me is like sitting me and sitting next to me and like patting my back. Oh. And like, honestly, like as a counselor, I've learned more about like coping and understanding others from a 14 year old than I think I ever have in like my 24 years of life, just from mm -hmm. like various classes and experiences that I've been through. Like it's a learning experience, not only for the, for the kids, but also for us. Could you guys share with me a heartwarming or memorable experience that you have from a camp session? First year I was at the camp session. Again, I had a lot of the weeks of going to the kind of bo general body meetings at the time. Um, I wasn't like super connected into a bunch of the people. So um, it was pretty new for me. Everyone around me was pretty new. And we open up the week with a like camp song just with the counselors to kind of get into the mood, you know, practice a couple camp songs because those kids will check you if you don't know the lyrics to the, to the camp songs, 100 <laughs> percent. So um, but we were kind of singing and doing all that. And it was one of those songs where you get called out on, you know, you have to say a couple lines mm -hmm. and then do a dance. And then it kind of goes back around and, and gets pointed out. And I remember I'm I'm a pretty loud like social guy, you know, kind of thing. And singing and dancing in front of people is an absolute no for me, you know, really? kind of thing. So I was crazy nervous to get called on. Wow. Um, and immediately, I think the second time around we were doing this song, someone like came up right in front of me and was like, it's go time. And I made an absolute fool out of myself. I didn't know the words. I didn't know the dance moves. My voice sounded like, uh, I don't know, a bat screeching or a horse neighing I don't know just something not pleasant then like after that just kind of that weight of like oh everyone's gonna judge me I don't know these people I don't know just kind of lifted because everybody was jumping around and dancing and and just being silly and stuff uh it made me feel so much more comfortable for then again for these kids who have gone through such hard experiences to come and do the same thing and try to give them everything that I had, you know, just to be as silly and as fun and make as many memories as possible, just because I got over my fear of like, you know, singing and dancing in front of people. Uh, they're dealing with a lot harder stuff. So like, I want to be the best that I can be for them. Uh, and they're incredibly strong and I can't 
I couldn't admire them more. So one of the first years that I was a counselor in person, because my first year as a counselor was actually online. But being in person, we were at Empowerment and one of my campers wanted to go outside. Um, Like if you the camper doesn't want to participate because sometimes it can be a lot. We have like a safe space where they can just go outside and like sit in quiet or like draw, make some friendship bracelets. So one of my campers asked me and another counselor to go out. And that already felt kind of special just because, like, she specifically asked me. So to me, that meant, like, she felt safe with me being around her. Um, And then actually when we were sitting outside, like, after, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes of just sitting in silence, she finally started to tell me and the other counselor her story about why she was at Kassam. And it was probably just one of, like, the most heartfelt things I've ever experienced just to know that, like, she felt safe and welcomed in that environment and even if she didn't want to share in front of a lot of people, she still had two people to count on to hear that story. <laughs> uh, one is from my last camp at Grand Valley, not this past summer, but the one before. Uh, there was this camper named Saltzman, and he is just the funniest, like, dry humor guy that you'll ever meet. And, like, one thing about me is I'll always be in, like, the teens, the, that those units, because, like, I, I love a six-year-old, but I don't have the energy. I love them so much, but I can't do it. And teens are just funny, like, because you can, like, bully them a little bit in, like, a fun, wholesome way, of course. But, like, <laughs> they'll bully you back, and they'll, like, joke and right. have banter with you. And, like, a six-year-old's just like, look at this that I made. And you're like, cool, yeah. fantastic. And they <laughs> just amazing. do that for a yeah. week. <laughs> All week he had just like put like a long piece of grass in his mouth and he was just like kind of chewing on it and we just thought that that was like his bit and then it was like the final cabin chat of the night and cabin chat is like every night we do this thing called cabin chat in all of the cabins and it's where we ask like campers all of these questions and they range from like oh who's your superhero what's your favorite type of ice cream to like and then the teens usually delve into deeper topics and kind of make their own little empowerment about it um, if they feel comfortable but this was the last cabin chat so it was all just like fun and games and we were doing this thing called Pow Wow Chow, which is simple to, or it's similar to Rose and Thorn. Uh, Pow being the bad thing that day, Wow being the good thing, and Chow being something good you ate that day. Oh, and I like that. Yeah, I'm going to use that. Isn't that better yeah. than Rosebud it, Thorn? It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot more fun. He was like, and my favorite thing, and like that, that day it was just horrible food in the cafeteria. And so he's like, literally not one good thing I ate today. And I'm like, what about your piece of grass? And he's like, I just do that because I don't have gum. Like, I really need gum. And I'm like, oh, I've had a pack of gum all week. <laughs> and then he snatches it out of my hand. He's like, you've had gum all week and you've been letting me chew grass? And he just starts, like, yelling at me. But it's funny. And I'm just, like, I'm just like so shocked because he was such, like, a quiet, dry humor guy. Like, no emotion in his voice Please. ever. And it was a pack of gum that got him. And, and then, the passion just it, elevated to it, level yeah, 10. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really went up there. And like, he's, he's just like one of the funniest kids I've ever met. And then I saw him at Friends and Family Day this past uh, couple weeks ago. And I'm like, I have something for you. And it was a pack of gum. That is so sweet. <laughs> and, and I hope that no counselor ever forgets a Saltzman pack of gum. Could you share some challenges that come with being a student leader? I think one of the biggest challenges is understanding that it is okay to like have setbacks and not always achieve everything that you want to. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a reason it's called student leaders, like kind of thing. We have to be students first. We have mm-hmm. uh, our own mental health and our academics to worry about. And um, I like Kesem a lot more than I like school, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But 
at the same time, we are those students first. Uh, time management is super hard, especially when you're in a leadership position. Uh, you want to make sure that everybody knows how much you're giving to the club and, and, and how much you love what you're doing, but also, you know, being able to get what you have to get done first. Um, that's We have some members that are really, really bad at, like, putting school first and you know our job as leaders is to kind of try to make sure that everybody is doing their job as students and you know checking in on themselves and their own mental health before uh you know joining an organization all about the mental health uh, of kids struggling through tough situations yeah time management is a big one um as someone who loves to keep themselves busy like i'm at that stage now where i have so many things going on it's like if you want me at anything social like i gotta know a week in advance it's got to be on the calendar uh -huh. like like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's got to be know. on the GCAL, the Outlook. Like, it's got to be on everything humanly possible, the Apple calendar. Because Kessa member meetings, at least this past month, were every Wednesday. E-board were every, core board were every Monday. And then on top of just those two meetings, you also have, like, the work that we have to do as E-board that we don't really get done. Like, we have this little thing called GSD, which is get stuff done. Uh, at, at our cord meetings but other than that like if you don't finish whatever you need to do in that time then you need to finish it on your own and so like if I'm responsible for counselor trainings if I'm and when those kick off that's going to be a real-time management crunch because they're gonna, we're gonna have to host trainings on top of our normal meetings as well mm -hmm. and so I think like yeah like Freckles said like love Kessum more than school but like trying to you know still involve myself in Kessum and be fully dive deep into it but like not lose sight of the fact that if I weren't in school I wouldn't be in Kesem yeah. mm -hmm. and just juggling all of that. How would you guys say that Kesem has enriched your life? <laughs> mm, I uh, I joined Kesem because I didn't have a lot of friends up at Michigan State and it gave me a community to plug into and to put time into um, and enjoy spending time in. I would say I thought that that was the reason if you were to ask me that question a couple of years ago before I had gone to a camp that that was the reason that Kesem had enriched my life a really cool place to, to plug in and it still is um, but after of course like meeting the kids and being a part of that experience there's we do something called warm and fuzzies where us as counselors and them as campers write each other just little notes um, and then at the end of the week everyone has a little brown paper bag and you put like a note to each of your campers and all of your campers write you a note and put them in and it's usually just you know you're awesome you're epic uh, we have some younger campers that say some pretty goofy things um, and it's a lot of fun but uh, I also was a leader in, in kind of the more teen side of it uh, and a counselor and I will keep those notes that those campers wrote me the rest of my life and I will read them when I'm feeling down and I'm feeling lonely because the they're kids and they've gone through such like tough things yet they are telling me all of these extremely not just rewarding but like enriching and like heart fulfilling things that just totally like floored me the first time that I read them um I think as a camper specifically like before obviously I joined college it was always a place for me to like get away and escape and know that I could be whoever I wanted to be while at camp. And I think from that, I learned that it's okay to like be silly outside of camp too. Obviously there are more times that you have to be a little more professional, but I really learned like how to be myself and be okay with that. And I think as a counselor and like someone on admin this past year, something that I really tried to focus on was giving that back to the kids so everything that I learned from my counselors when I was a camper I really wanted to be able to do the same thing for our 
kids now. Yeah, I would say just like kind of that full circle moment has been the best for me. Oh, you absolutely robbed my answer. Oh, I'm I, so sorry. <laughs> well, because I was, I was going to say like, because we're both in like the business field and I feel like once you hit like junior, senior year, you got to get internships. You got to put the blazer on every day. You have to like, you don't have to be professional in class, but like you're expected to be, you know, a 22 year old adult, a 23 year old adult. And because of Cass, I'm like, I can still have a time of the year where I can put on a little bucket hat and a Hawaiian shirt and sing and dance in front of everybody. And, you know, I'm I'm just as kiddish as anybody else. And I mean, I've always had that part in me that's like kind of embraced the inner child, because I think once we start to lose that, we become boring and nobody wants to be our friend. But so I, I've always been like someone who loves to make jokes and things like that. But like ever since my first camp, I'm like, wow, I can really be whoever I want. I don't have to have matching color clothes. I don't have to look professional. I can wear Crocs every day of the week. Big thing is we wear Crocs because we can't wear open toed shoes. But yeah, just learning how to be myself and then like coming back to school and being in grad school again and still like being a kid and allowing myself to have those moments where I still get to be a kid. Yeah, camp is for kids to be kids and to feel like kids, but a, a byproduct of that is we get to feel like kids too, and it's it's really great. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I'm curious how people can support or get involved with Kesem. You can follow us on Instagram, Kesem underscore MSU, right, or MSU Kesem. Just, just look up Kesem Michigan State University. It'll pop up. We also have a Facebook page, but primarily we send out notifications for meetings and things like that through the Instagram. We also have a group me. You can email msu.volunteer at kesem.org. If you want to be involved, we can add you to the group me. I'll tell you when next meetings are. But typically, we have meetings at least bi-weekly, Wilson 102 at 7 p.m. if you want to just... Kesem.org is our national website as well. Um, if you just want to learn more about Kesem, if obviously if you're in the East Lansing area, we'd love if you come join Kesem at Michigan State. But if you're at any other place in the country uh, and near a college campus, there might be a Kesem chapter there. Uh, Kesem.org is where you can learn all about Kesem and where all of those opportunities lie. And that's it for our show. Thank you to our station manager, Delaney Rogers, general manager, Jeremy Whiting, and program director, McKenna Lowndes. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners. If you like what you've heard, come back next week. I'm Tessa Kresh. You've been listening to Exposure. Exposure. This was this week's episode of Exposure. Keep in mind that the views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff at Impact 89FM. If you're interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Exposure. Exposure.